0: Welcome to episode 32 of Utopia to Me, with me, your friend and your host, Chris Locke. How's it going? Nice to see you. Oh my God, I can see you through the sky. I can look through trees and I can see you sitting there enjoying the breeze and it's very nice. Guys, this is a good episode. You're so lucky. You're going to put it on and you're going to learn so much about our guest today, Baron Vaughn. Who's really cool and a hilarious stand up. Uh, I think that mostly got started in New York, now lives here in Los Angeles, California, uh, where I still am visiting, uh, which is nice, nice place to be. Sunny, warm, uh, you know. And uh, so he lives here now. You, you've seen him do stand up on Conan, uh, late night with Jimmy Fallon, Craig Ferguson, all the shows, and a lot much more. Uh, we sat down and you know, Maybe didn't create a full picture of a Utopia like most episodes, episodes do, but what you really got to know was Baron's idea of how we could get to an Utopian, wor- utopian world in our world now, and I really appreciated that. It was very cool. He's a very smart, funny, nice man, and uh, we had a good chat. So I'm not going to talk for that much longer I, in the intro. Of course, I want to get my, right to it. And you know what I realize? I say that in every intro. Why don't I just say, hey, guess what? This is a regular intro where I don't talk that much, maybe a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. Next time when you listen, maybe episode 33, you won't hear me go, I'm not going to talk that much. I'm going to get right to it, which I did twice in this one now. You're just going to hear me go, peace, here it is. So that's what I'm going to do now because I really love this convo, and I think you guys are going to love it too. Wherever you are, whether you're riding a jet ski across a lake or uh, whether you're riding, riding a um, motorcycle across a snowy mountain, be careful, man. Does that motorcycle have snow tires on? It's dangerous up there. Only mountain goats can do that. Ah, Be careful. But you're going to dig Baron Vaughn, and we're going to dig right into that episode right now. Peace. Enjoy. Yeah, I used to beatbox all the time Um, when I was a kid, and then so I think I got really good at it, and people told me I was really good at it, but then YouTube came along, and every dumb white nerd made beatbox beatbox videos, and then I got so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? It's it's one of those
1: weird, random-ass skills. Yeah. Like, I always realized that I... I always wanted to know a bunch of weird ass skills. Yeah, because it's I feel like nothing makes you look more mysterious. Yeah, than just walking into a pool hall and just yeah decimating everybody, or just when you bowl nothing but strikes. People are like, "How did you have time? Yeah, did
0: you, but you're an international man of mystery." But it's, that is what YouTube did. It made sort of like something that was kind of cool, like beatboxing, turn into like an old grandpa trick. Yeah. You know, like one of those weird, like, look, I'm pulling my finger off of my hand and putting it back on. Well,
1: because some of the, also some <laughs> of the freaking, the inventors of beatboxers are, the inventors of beatboxing are actually grandfathers. Grandfathers? They're, they're actually like in their 50s and 60s, man.
0: Yeah, I wonder if Bismarck is a grandpa right now. Um, I hope may- so. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I Sorry, hope he Biz. had some
1: kids. I mean, I don't know. He seemed to, he always, seemed <laughs> to always struggle with being put in the just a friend zone. Yeah But
0: uh yo Alright <laughs> Yeah Just a friend Just a friend zone, zone. Uh, Yeah Somewhere out there On the In the planet Bismarcky is laughing right now Cause he gets it Yeah He gets those kind of jokes You know what uh, We the People listening Don't know that we beatbox Before I press play So there you go They're like Why are they talking about that But that's my guest Talking with me Baron Vaughn Hello Hello Thanks for coming on and I want to continue another thing we were talking about before I hit play. But let's just say first before we get going, you're a very funny, creative, smart, kind person and comedian.
1: Jeez, Chris. Yeah. So- I'd say the same for you, but it wouldn't sound genuine. <laughs> yeah, even though not. I mean it.
0: Oh, thanks so much. Well, yeah, I uh you know, we've only done a couple shows together, but and talked a few times, but that's what I've gathered. And well, I'm, you came
1: very highly recommended.
0: Oh, before really?
1: you came to Los Angeles, people said, Oh, this guy Chris Locke is a really good guy, and he's really funny, too. Oh, wow, well, and you
0: didn't disappoint. Oh, thanks very much. Um, yeah, well, that's what I've gathered from you from the few shows, and so I'm glad you could do the podcast. One thing let's before we get really going, I like, um, we we're talking about Toronto versus. California and okay. how I was talking about how depressed I was this whole winter yeah 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 so you were talking about how you can get depressed in California <laughs> yeah you know because the thing is like when I was got in, the sunshine
1: when I was in uh high school I always remembered yeah. this you know I took high school theater class and it was uh the 12 tent poles of acting I think and one of them was called opposites yeah and it was about you can't appreciate a sunny day until you've been through a stormy night So for something that's great, there's always something that's horrible on the other side of the hallway. And for something that's horrible, there's always something that's great on the other side of the hallway. So California, because it's nice here all the time, it makes us forget what is horrible. So it's like... Which is depressing in itself. Which could be depressing in itself. It kind of makes us forget what, you know, that other people are having a hard time. And even in Los Angeles, people are having a hard time. But I always feel like... You appreciate the sunlight because you've been through Toronto winter. Yeah. You've yeah. been through this gray, nasty, snowy, cold hell. Yeah. If, like nuclear winter. And then when you come here, you're like, it's not that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. The first couple of weeks here, um, this is our third week, we climbed every mountain, literally.
1: <laughs> I believe that's a song. <laughs> yeah. It's a
0: song about freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it felt. We actually escaped the Nazis. Sound of Music styles on Griffith Park, in Joshua Tree, climbed all these mountains. It was like, yeah, getting as close to the sun as we could.
1: And I think that, like, to really appreciate California is to partake uh, partake in all those activities. Yeah, because at that, it's literally physical activity in the sun, and it literally makes you not depressed. Yeah, but that's true. When you wake up and every single day looks the same. It's easy to be like, I'll climb every mountain tomorrow, and then tomorrow gets further and further away, and then you are sitting inside all the time, looking out like, oh, it's beautiful, and it becomes meaningless. It can become meaningless, and that's the danger uh, zone that I have taken the highway to.
0: Yeah, I can see that. When I come here and visit friends, too, like when I visit old friends, I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, I haven't done that yet, or I've never been there, and you're like, oh, but that's like in Toronto. I don't go to the CN Tower, right? Man, when or... I lived in New
1: York, I didn't go to like the freaking you know Statue of Liberty and Empire State Building, but yeah. But when I had touristy friends that wanted to do touristy stuff, I was like, oh, now I have an opportunity.
0: Or like Niagara Falls is like oh, an hour away from me. And oh I'm like, yeah, you never been. I have, but like I don't oh. care <laughs> anymore, I guess.
1: Well, also, I when I, I did one show in Toronto um, at the Comedy Bar. Yeah, Best Place
0: in the City.
1: Which I'm uh, going to go back to who knows when. I was supposed to go this month, but it got moved to oh, October. Oh, let me know.
0: I'd love to hang out if uh, you're in town. That's my
1: town. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had two comedians, um, Catherine Ferns oh, yeah? and Amanda Day pick me up oh, yeah. in B- Buffalo. Yeah. where I was playing, and come up to Toronto for a day. And then we went to Niagara Falls. And there was a lot of debate about the American side and the Canadian side, and which one oh. was
0: better. Right. And well, Canadians handled the touristy zone a bit better, I think.
1: Well, you guys made it a touristy zone. Right. And in the United States, it's a national park. Oh, I see. So I think it's just a, I've it's never a been park on the, on the U.S. side, where you just have to pay to get into it, like, to get into it I think. But ah. it's like a national park, so it's not like... Overrun with Starbuckses Like I feel The Canadian yeah. side is
0: Yeah we've got All uh, all the junk It's like a little a Vegas mall, strip Oh almost. yeah 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 It's crazy yeah, I played. There's a comedy club There at Yuck Yucks At a casino Right Is that where you played? No I didn't oh. do that
1: I No oh, yeah. I went up to, to Toronto Oh yeah But yeah. I've heard about That Yuck Yucks Who is it that
0: I know There's yeah. a Canadian comic I know that did that I don't that. really play it anymore It's not well, Everyone the, seems to say, say It's hell It's hell on earth Yeah yeah Cause it's like <laughs> The crowd is mostly people that have lost tons of money at the casino. the casino. So they're already pissed off. And then they get free vouchers for the show. They're oh, not comedy no. fans. you know. Here's a mean?
1: distraction from your horror. Yeah.
0: And then you're like, you know, talking about whatever, a funny time you ate pizza. And they're like, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Grody. It's pretty harsh tokes. Yeah. Where were, where were you from? Because you mentioned taking the theater class. Vegas. You, Vegas? Las Vegas. So you know exactly. Mm-hmm. You come from the like mega version of i come from the capital of tourism wow
1: basically and and gambling and i
0: can't believe you're from vegas a,
1: a, a city that actually the economy of the city is based on the addiction
0: yeah. of the people who live there yeah i have a friend that lives there and uh we but he didn't he just moved there mm. he's not from there but uh yeah we visited him a few years ago and i i, I couldn't get in there. It. well like, it's it's you know, if you... And if you don't
1: like it, like, as a, as a visitor, imagine growing up there.
0: Did you... When did you leave? Um, 99. But did you do theater school there?
1: Yeah. Well, no, I did... I went to performing arts high school. Oh, okay. So I was in Vegas. I moved to Vegas maybe six, seven, something like that. Yeah. And then I was there until I was 18. I went to performing arts high school, then went to Boston. Yeah. For theater, for theater school. Oh, cool. And I was in Boston, started to stand up there. That's a huge change. Oh, yeah. You and like, I'd never oh, been to trees. Boston. Oh yeah, yeah. Trees and winter, yeah, and oh, pollen. Yeah. Those are the things. Like, <laughs> yeah, like right. oh, I have allergies now.
0: And oh, that's another thing we need yeah. to talk about. Uh, there's a bunch of things I want to talk about with you. Okay. Actually, we have a few things, but uh, before we get going, what was the um, what was I going to say about Vegas? Yeah, what were you? I like say? Lake
1: Mead. I uh, haven't been there in forever. Oh, okay. All I know is that the water levels are dangerously low. Right. It's right. It's a crazy drought happening in Cali- in, the, in this this area. the the southwest the entire it's like california to arizona basically Yeah. basically it's yeah, well, california to arizona basically it's- and um, uh, <laughs> no one seems to be taking it seriously yeah. i don't exactly know why but they don't
0: that was uh, actually we just had matt kershon on recently oh really that's
1: what it sounded like well i was trying to do a new zealand accent oh sorry no it's fine i don't uh, matt Kirschen has got that british He's from uh, from Crouch End, I think, or or, yeah. or Bag End. He's from a place in London that ends with the end. Yeah. Matt um, Cushion, he's he, he about tough. I can't do it. Yeah. I was. I can't. I I'm can't thinking about it sense. too much. If okay. I wasn't thinking about it, and I just dropped into his voice, it would be amazing.
0: That's how. That's how I can do impressions. Me too. I do it, and then they say, "Do it again." I can't. You're like, no, you're watching. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, because oh. you were talking about pollen. And then also we were gonna record this yesterday, but it was we moved it, but you're getting you're getting mold removed today anyways. Yes. But do you remember this? Last year you told me why, like you blamed mold for something that you got. In New York. Yeah. Yeah. Can do you wanna say? Bell's palsy. And then I freaked out because I had Bell's palsy. And you said, you know what? It's from mold. You might not remember it, it, but
1: <laughs> Bell's palsy can yeah. happen because of mold. Yeah. But It's not inevitable. In my specific situation, that's what happened. But mold is one of those things that nobody seems to take seriously or cares about. And the thing is, look, I don't think that people need to freak out about it because honestly, it's really easy to find out if you have mold in your apartment and to get it fixed because it is the duty of the people who you are renting your apartment from or, or mortgaging your home from. I mean if you own your place, then it's all you. You know, you got to take care of it. But I live in an apartment, so it's like it's the building's responsibility to fix all that. But it was your idea? Well, it was my discovery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I didn't report it, they wouldn't have ever done anything. Right, right. But it's easy to kind of... Look, it's like if you ever had a leak, you probably have a bolt. Yeah. That's the thing. If you have like a a place where you've had water damage or... Because I've had it where... If it rains outside Sometimes I've gotten My carpet will be wet Like near the window Yeah So it's like That turns into mold In the wall You know the So are you
0: hyper aware of it now Because of New York
1: I'm hyper aware of it Because also I'm I'm hyper allergic to it Oh So it's like I am a mold divining rod
0: I don't know how I got Bell's palsy But I was really stressed Out of shape And bad diet at the time Well like those all- things Could
1: all happen uh, Yeah Yeah. Stress. It, the nickname of Bell's palsy Is stress palsy
0: Really? Yeah, that's one of the nicknames of it. I couldn't find that online. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> I looked too much. Yeah.
1: Well, it's because it's because you know it's it's essentially that. Right. It totally makes sense. You you get so stressed. Yeah. That you know stress is it is a chemical reaction. It's a physical you know event, and yeah. you can cause yourself to your blood is rushing, your head's inflamed. And it can sever. It can basically push against your your nerves and sever your nerves and like yeah, make your face just not respond. Especially to if you're
0: eating bad, salty, greasy foods too. Yeah, it just definitely. makes your blood go crazy. Makes
1: your blood go crazy, and it it it, it
0: uh, feeds the bacteria. Well, yeah, half your face or, fully frozen for t- two whole weeks. Three. Mine was two, and then it started twitching just after two. Yeah, it twitched
1: after two, but okay, it didn't yeah. come back for real until like three and a half. Yeah, me too. Where I was like, I've slowly started to get the sensation back.
0: Yeah. I had a ton of shows booked too, so I, I canceled roll. shows, dude. I did. I canceled some, but for some, I actually did. Fi- like I was only doing middle spots, mm. so it was like twenty minutes, and I would do five to ten minutes on it, mm. just to like. People were like, "You're brave," but really, I was like, "I feel like but I was, no one could see it." Right, like when people looked at you, they're like, "I can't see." They it. can't see it unless I started talking. Then it was like they can oh, see rah, that it's rah, rah. only
1: half your yeah. Same yeah. With yeah me. So I had
0: to make jokes like, "Oh, I'm like." A, a villain of like Batman wants to kill like all this dumb shit, dude. I you know like I,
1: I had to cancel a gig because the following week I had like eight colleges in a row, oh. and that was like my income for like four months. Yeah, I had to do this week of schools in the South. And so, uh, how long ago was this? This was two thousand and seven ish. Oh, okay. Maybe two thousand eight even. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't 2008 because Obama was. People knew who he was, but he wasn't like running for office yet, right? Right. Because uh, he, he made that he made that I mean um, DNC speech, and that's when he started to become a star. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, "Who the hell is that guy?" You know. Yeah. So, it was so before that. yeah, he did a speech at Kerry's, uh, the DNC, in which they nominated Kerry, and. Um, the man who, who would never have been president, John Kerry. Yeah. That's a long story for any American, li- any United States. Yeah, I say America, but the whole continent yeah. is North America. So I know sometimes Canadians can be like, uh, I'm American no, because this whole continent, it's bro. It's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, man. What about us?
1: Well, I'm just saying no, that. No. Um,
0: but that's yeah, it was crazy. 2007. That's so crazy.
1: Yeah. But the, the, if you have mold, you're just sick. I was sick for yeah. months. And it's essentially an allergy attack because I 'm allergic to it because you 're breathing it in, yeah, you know when it becomes toxic, and it basically your immune system is just on go the yeah. entire time, and it's a, it doesn't know what's happening, but it's working and it it drained your energy, it made me lose weight, but also I always had a uh, a headache, yeah, and then like my ears were clogged, and I, was, I had vertigo and like all these different things I'm like, what's happening Jeez. What the hell is happening? And then I figured out, oh, wait a minute. My sink fixtures have been leaking for over a year. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that this leak has just been horrible. And that's exactly what it is.
0: That's good detective skills, though. It took a while because I noticed the water
1: supply was messed up. Yeah, yeah. Like when I washed my dishes, the water wasn't right. And then I was like, the pipes, something's wrong with the pipes. But... When they fixed it, they like – actually, it was the fixtures. But yeah. then I
0: could see – you can see the mold. So in your perfect utopian world, <laughs> no mold. Um, Definitely no mold.
1: Well, the thing is mold is inevitable, man. Yeah. It's inside and it's outside. It's just – it's when it gets to uh, toxic levels that it becomes a
0: problem. Well, I guess to a degree, mold is just a guy trying to get by like you and me.
1: Yeah. Well, mold – humanity, you could say, is mold. Actually – Joe Rogan. The first time I was like, "Oh, Joe Rogan's actually smart." I didn't know. Yeah, he was like a smart, interesting, considerate dude until I was flipping channels and I landed on this uh, beginning of one of his specials, and yeah. he's like sitting in a limo, and he was basically saying, "If you think of the Earth like a piece of bread, a city is like a mold growth." Yeah, he's like, "If you look at the Earth, a city looks like mold on bread." And you're like, "Ugh, what's that?" Yeah, and he's like, "We're basically a virus, you know, and that's our purpose is to fuck shit up." And I was like, "Whoa, yeah, Joe Rogan." has things to say. I and didn't then he even flexes know. He's like giant muscles. He's <laughs> like
0: I'm going to fuck up this planet. But he's like this
1: yeah, he's like I'm <laughs> going to fight this planet one on one. I'm going to get this planet in a headlock. I'm going to make this
0: planet tap out. I hear his podcast is good. I never listened to it. Yeah, I've listened to a couple. It's it's uh, he's just he's an interesting guy. I didn't know. I got to check it out. Well, nice thing. A few people in Canada have told me they listen to my podcast and his. Oh. Oh. I can see that because you yeah. you talk about lofty shit. Lofty. That's my Chris Lofty. Chris Lofty. Chris <laughs> Lofty Lock. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. Um, but you do know the topic or like the main th- premise of the podcast. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, you you didn't even even though mold. I, I like that. It's I'm interested that even though mold affects you like that, you still were like eh. You weren't like, get it out of here. You were like... No, I was like, get it out of here. It just took a while. No, but I mean, in your utopian world, you're like, eh, there's room for natural things.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's just because an apartment essentially is an unnatural environment. Right. This whole planet and mold existed before
0: apartments. Let me ask you this. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but do you ever feel like Bad about how we put roads and sidewalks down on the Earth's face. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that all the time, but I never talk about that with people.
1: Oh, just like we got to get from one place to the other. Earth, yeah. sorry, face. It's it's. <laughs> there's this one actually. Imagine if
0: someone put concrete on your face to well, put like a. Like if a, bacteria is just like we need a, yeah, we yeah. need a freeway from the yeah, head to yeah, the no, ass. There's a sidewalk going halfway across your face, and yeah, mold's just marching along. Maybe that's what hair is. Yeah In a way
1: It's like Because your hair changes As you get older It decides it's not going to grow one place And grow other
0: places Yeah and you're like But my head And then well, the maybe hair's this, like, like, like Maybe, maybe the back. forehead to the nose Is like a desert area of our planet <laughs> And then so when there's a long hair On someone's nose The rest of the hair is like That guy's crazy He's mm-hmm. living in the middle of the desert Yeah <laughs> Definitely <laughs> Okay have you thought of any utopian ideas yet Before we Oh I always uh, think about utopian ideas friend. What would your utopian world look like Without me prodding you yet Just ba- like your own base Your own ideas just from yourself Well you know
1: it's It's, it's a very 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 interesting question Yeah I love it um, You know I think the biggest mistake That we as a culture Operate under Is that yeah. the way the world is right now was inevitable.
0: Oh, like yeah.
1: we think we know everything yeah. and that since we know everything, we have designed a world based on knowing everything. Yeah. So it's like, this is the world we were always meant to be in. We were always driving towards this. It's nature. Right. It's biology. It's chemistry. It's natural selection. It's all these things that people quote. Right. But I don't think that I don't know what the world would be like had we taken a different you know turn at agriculture for instance where it was just kind of like hey how about we stay nomadic tribes or whatever who knows what it would have been right. and I don't like to um, I've gotten over over romanticizing like ancient cultures because yeah. there are certain ancient cultures that are dope and then other ones that are horrible but of course inside the dope ones there's dumb shit. Just like America, the United States is a great idea, and but it's filled with dumb shit.
0: Yeah, obviously. It's filled with lots of dumb shit. But we also mythologize uh, history to like accentuate the things that we think are neat and uh, conveniently forget things. And right? that
1: were li- the things that we think were the seeds of what got us to what we were always meant to be. Which is how we are today. Yeah,
0: that's what that's what we look at history. But you mentioned like the change in agriculture. Mm-hmm. If we did do that, the if is always a part of us. But the main thing I always come back to is we didn't, and we, we didn't. don't.
1: We didn't. Well, but, but we can though. Yeah. See, and that's where the the utopia uh, idea, as as opposed to um, trying to create a mythical world or magical world filled with demons and dragons and all sorts of things <laughs> yeah. fairies that sing and all who flap their wings by the way for what? the
0: purpose of you're a good singer by the way thanks I appreciate it uh, you guys missed it listening but when we first came in uh Kathleen was here and she heard Baron sing exactly like yeah. Stevie Wonder yeah I don't even remember what it was
1: do i do
0: I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but yeah just for the purpose of this podcast just to let you know but I like where where you're going right now obviously yeah. it's good there can be dragons if you want.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't want.
0: You can go. You can create the perfect world you want. Dragons. I
1: mean, dragons that are like friendly. But you've. Uh, when have we seen it? How to How to Train Your Dragon. Those are the only friendly <laughs> dragons we've ever seen.
0: And I've never seen that. Well, it's actually really good. Is it? It's actually pretty good. And there's a part two. Yeah,
1: and the second one's not bad. <laughs> I actually was like, oh, these these movies don't suck. I thought they were gonna be stupid, but they're not stupid. <laughs>
0: Uh, that reminds me of um, my friend and I saw the poster for what's that one, 22 Jump Street. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Do you have you seen the first one?" And I was like, "No, but I really want to see the second one." The first <laughs> one's good, man. But I have no idea. I just thought it was funny a person being psyched for a sequel but, but not knowing the other one.
1: Anyways, to be to be honest, yeah. I haven't seen the first How to Train Your Dragon. I've oh. only seen the second one.
0: But you were still. But even
1: the second impressed. one, I was like, hey. I bet the first one is better than this. <laughs> the second one wasn't bad.
0: Therefore, the first. It stands to reason. Well, weirdly enough, I, on TV, I saw Grown Ups Part 2. Oh. And yeah. And I was like, maybe trying to be a contrarian. But to some friends, I was like, there's some good jokes in that. Dude, look. But I never saw the first look, one. And people said the second one's worse than the first one. Every single Adam Sandler movie, has some no good matter jokes. how
1: bad it is, yeah. there's always at least Two jokes where I laugh harder than I've laughed at anything else I've seen that year. Right. Where I go, that's fucking funny.
0: One of the funniest jokes I've seen in a movie recently was from Jack and Jill. Oh, yeah. And me and my friends got like high and drunk to watch it, ironically. But genuinely, we still laughed hard at this one joke. What was the joke? I haven't seen it. Jill is missing her exotic bird. Okay, And he... (laughs) And he has a homeless man living on his giant property because he's a rich writer, right? And then so they're looking through the woods. And then they see the homeless man with the bird in, like, submarine sandwich loaves of bread. And he looks at them and he goes, it flew in my bread. You know? And we were like, ah, couldn't stop laughing. It flew in my bread. See? Huh. Okay. Now I feel really bad because I really... Took it off course from the really cool stuff you were saying. Let's well, no, get back. no,
1: no. I'm just thinking of when I think yeah. of a,
0: a, a utopia. I'm thinking about yeah. building on top of the world that we have. I like um, that. I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I like in, taking what we got and building from. Yeah, it, yeah. you got to
1: take what you got and make it really good. <laughs> That's what you do in the hood. <laughs> I'm so really I'm so that's good not at a like, real song, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it should be like. Dude, I'm I'm like a master at creating jingles. People in the hood would be
0: like, oh, that song is right. Chris, what was the last like long term like job you had? Um I was a juicer, uh like made juice, not steroids. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> you made juice at a what? At a juice restaurant? Like a health uh, vegetarian restaurant, yeah. Ooh. And I'm not a vegetarian, but Oh my god! But
1: I drank a ton of juice. See, all I, see, all I had to do was hear the, that, and I already know what the sitcom is. Fat <laughs> guy. It's called "The Make Juice Is juice. Loose." <laughs> Whoa! The juice is loose. Yeah, it's about a guy who's trying to become healthier. Yeah, who works at a vegetarian restaurant. Yeah, and so he's he's stuck between the world of where he came from, where he has these crappy habits and some sort of some yeah. crappy friends who make fun of him for working at the restaurant. Yeah. Then at the restaurant, they're super healthy and they make fun of him for having his crappy friends it's and his true. bad habits. So he's stuck between these two worlds.
0: I'm literally shrugging on the cover of the DVD collection. Like, huh? Or a better,
1: a better uh, title,
0: because you're stuck between these two worlds. Locked out. Damn. That's if, I, if my stand-up really blows up. There you go. Then I could just put my last name on every show.
1: All I have to do like is know. I, I describe all that information because this is your 90s sitcom that I just created. <laughs> yeah. That's how you would pitch it in By the room. way,
0: you're very good at that.
1: Thank you very much. I
0: feel like you might be doing that here in L.A.
1: <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> but that's what gives me the key in to what the theme song would be. Yeah. Yeah. Locked out, everyone shout He's trying to figure what it's all about Locked, Locked out. out, everybody pound He's got the juice, there's no doubt Something like that <laughs> And then Michael McDonald comes in. Who's got the juice? Well, there's no doubt Who's got the juice?
0: Or something like that, you know <laughs> That's really amazing Because That's how he always sounds He sounds like, yeah, he's, he, he sings from the heart but yeah. like a like a heart that has like jowls that flap back and forth. A heart
1: that has a really nasal voice. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Oh yeah. You want me to brag about my job? Uh oh. Guess who liked or Uh-oh. my ex job? Yeah. Who? Guess who liked two ounces of wheatgrass every morning? Who that? Andre three thousand. Oh. He was filming uh, the movie Brothers, or there, or whatever. Big yeah, or something. Brothers, four brothers. Yeah, four brothers. Yeah, I remember that movie. Um, Him and Tyrese and Mark Wahlberg. I also made juice for the Beastie Boys. Mm. I, I met Adam Yauch. Like Weedgrass is no joke. It, oh man, it's like that strong stuff. If you, yeah, if you drink it a shot before, uh, or eat. no, after you've been drinking the night before, your stomach's toast. Oh wow! Like go take care of yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never done that. Like (laughs) drink after drinking. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, wheatgrass it like purifies the blood. All that stuff that people say. It's very serious. Wait,
0: why did you ask me what my last long term job was? To get the sitcom, so I could come up with that theme song. That's it. It had nothing to do with your utopia. Locked out.
1: He's gonna shout. He's trying to figure what it's all about. He's got the juice. He's got the juice. Yeah. Time is so loose He's locked out if you choose The blender's not working for some reason That's the... uh, No, definitely (laughs) The blender's not working for some reason (laughs) And then you're hitting the blender and you freeze (laughs) And shrug as it says Chris Locke at the bottom of the screen Uh,
0: Uh, Okay, so (laughs) utopia Utopia It's Um, okay These digressions are also... Very fun
1: Honestly, you know A lot of the things that I see as possibly I think there are things that are happening That I can see taking us Towards becoming a, a planet That I could really like Yeah <laughs> That I could really envision And it's just like Like the advances we have in like Clean energy And like green technology And permaculture Have you heard about those freaking Solar uh, panel Solar paneled Solar, planed, solar yes. paneled roadways Not roadways, no. Dude. I saw a video the other day about solar paneled roadways. couple questions. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. Basically, these people have created the technology, hexagonal panels, that that could replace all of the roads and driveways in the United States of America. And if we did that, we would create three times the amount of energy than we currently use for free.
0: Wow. It's a lot of crazy stuff. But, but what also... about the, is that the thing – one of the things the big oil companies will fight? Probably.
1: Yeah. Because it changes the game of industry.
0: When you think of the big oil companies in the near future when we are kind of maybe possibly living in a desolate wasteland, do you picture Dennis Hopper from Waterworld? I
1: picture Mad Max. Yeah. That's what I picture
0: But Waterworld was originally supposed to be a Mad Max movie Was it? Yeah, I'm not joking What? Yeah Really? Like they cannibalized the script or something? Yeah, totally Huh i mean, new they one They didn't cannibalize it They Costnerized Speaking it
1: Speaking of Locke with Tom Hardy yeah. playing Playing uh, Mad Max in the new one I know Very, very excited Are about Are you that. excited? Yeah I
0: gotta admit, it's very exciting But one night, evening And sorry mom, but I was a little high And I was watching the trailer And I was like is this Mad Max or is this a commercial for Cirque du Soleil? Because <laughs> they always have those weird clown They look the same. You know what I mean? Like they have all those colors flying through the air and like yeah. guys in clown masks and stuff.
1: Well, here's here's why I think it'll work. First of all, George Miller, the guy who wrote the and directed it, it's the same person. Yeah, yeah. He's still around. He's an Oscar winning director. Whoa.
0: Do you ever get sick of the helicopters
1: in LA? That is a thing about Los Angeles, is that because there's so much. Like clear air and yeah. like and like low flying. Like there's not a lot of buildings that are
0: super tall. It's and a ghetto bird. They're freaking. Yeah, they're I ghetto birds. That from Ice Cube. That's very true. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it is. A no ghetto bird. No one says that anymore though. In the '90s, uh, was all no. everyone was rapping about
1: ghetto birds. Oh yeah, definitely. Wow. I was like, you mean like Cube says, and you you totally nailed it. That's yeah, tr- man. that's
0: true. I was a freak for Cube for a second. Oh then. really? He's one of my favorite rappers of all time. Yeah. Well, I don't know later stuff. I stopped no, after no, 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 lethal no, no, injection. No, 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 no. no. No, 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 no.
1: And even Lethal injection. America's Most Wanted yeah. is amazing. Uh, obviously, everything he
0: did with N.W.A. Oh is amazing. Oh, my God. Do you want to talk about Ice Cube for like a half nah, an no, hour? No, we can't. We can't. <laughs> I could, though. We can't. Because um, Death Certificate was a whole year for me, that album. Really? Like, beginning to end, always listening to that album. Mm. And not just because like he was so cool, but... All the samples, all the production on that album is fantastic. Taught me about so much other music, yeah. And that's that's honestly like
1: when you really listen to hip hop, it's a music lesson, yeah. Every single time, especially with producers that were in Dre's like school, yeah, like the guys before him and the guys a little after him, where they were sampling like i wouldn't have really known about george clinton and parliament and bootsy and all these all these bands that i love and you know were it not for basically everyone that was involved with nwa's solo efforts yeah (laughs) like once once everybody who was kind of and once dre discovered like uh snoop and uh oh i I heard the thing about snoop uh, i think warren g was the one who brought he was like, "Hey, I found this guy Snoop and this other guy Nate Dog. Yeah. The three of us will be called 187." Yeah. And then Dre was like, "That's nice. Hey Snoop, let me talk to you." And he just I basically know. took Snoop.
0: But I feel bad for Warren G.
1: Warren G had his thing, you know, he was this DJ.
0: Yeah. But he regulated. Hey, regulate's still the jam. It's still the jam. Speaking yeah. of Michael McDonald. <laughs> Again,
1: see, there's I wouldn't have known about the Doobie Brothers if it wasn't for that freaking song.
0: Oh, I don't even... Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 I keep forgetting. Yeah, It's a Michael McDonald song, oh,
1: which made me God. be like, who the hell's
0: Michael McDonald? We're not really talking about Utopia on this one, but it's really good. <laughs> this is a really good episode. You're well, learning reason, a lot.
1: The whole reason I thought about the the, the roadways, this is the thing I have a, oh, yeah. I'm have curious about because... Damn, I there's was two, to talk about Ice Cube, but yeah, we should fine. stay on point. There's two questions I have about it. One, yeah. um, there's no way... How are we the only country that has this? There's no way we're the only country. Yeah. I, the video I saw is it's clearly American scientists who have created an American version of this technology. So it makes me think that other countries that are as, quote-unquote, scientifically, technologically advanced as we are – I'm doing, quote, fingers in the air, yeah.
0: um, have
1: similar technologies and they'll beat us to the punch. There are really, because we, like,
0: forward-thinking European countries – Big time, and even... uh, I think Asian countries. I think also Brazil probably has. Maybe not China. China probably...
1: Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting your point. Yeah,
0: but I mean, no, but I think like places like... uh, uh, I can't really say China. I don't know. I'm not a real political guy, but America and Canada now, unfortunately, um, big business is winning over those ideas. I just heard, actually, that France was like... The now big buildings built in paris at least or maybe i don't know all of france there's a law where it has to have like solar panels on top and or a green garden at least Mm. so like it's mandatory now yeah like could you ever see a canadian or american city doing that yes they should because it's happening oh really little
1: little 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 by little Mm -hmm. it's happening i mean look here's the thing about los angeles and i haven't had a car for over a year yeah and it's made me really think about why the Is this damn city So spread out It doesn't make Any damn sense Well they made it Four
0: cars right
1: But also it's not One city Chris Right Los Angeles proper Is a very small part Of this giant Freaking vomit (laughs) (laughs) Next to the beach Yeah This building vomit Glendale Is it's own city Burbank Beverly Hills West Hollywood Santa Monica different cities with different mayors yeah and that's why the traffic signs change and the parking signs change and it's confusing and they don't tell anyone so they can get money from your tickets right but it also is inefficient it's gotten to the point that it's it hurts the city economically to be so spread out so they're trying to figure out ways to because here's the thing about it is that Sure, all those corporations make a shitload of money by us being dependent on them. Yeah. But a city in itself is a corporation that has to have relationships with these corporations. So if these if these cities are spending too much money to be be cities, the city goes broke. That's why Los Angeles is freaking broke right. all the damn time. Because there's no there's no um They just haven't thought through how they designed the city. The city just kept getting bigger and bigger.
0: But I did hear they. I mean, maybe it's just rumor that they built everything as stretched. Maybe it is different cities, but it's also stretched out as as much as it is, like car dealerships. Oh yeah, the car industry. The car
1: industry freaking ruined the city. Yeah, definitely. They wanted to sell cars. The city. The actually the the appeal of Los Angeles was that it was defined by cars. Yeah, because when having a car was still New in LA, it's like, oh my god, you have to have a car there. Yeah. What an exciting thing. I get to have a car and like drive from one place yeah. to the other. And it was cool and attractive for the first 10 years. Yeah. And now it's a hassle.
0: Yeah. So. Because people picture like the Pacific Coast Highway, like ocean breeze through yeah. your hair. Like, exactly. No, nope, like, like revolving traffic. Yeah.
1: Old ladies get killed on that damn thing all the time. Because I just people, people try
0: to cross the street
1: like it's not a highway. Oh god. And it's only two lanes, right? It's like yeah, it's two lanes on each side. Yeah. And uh and then there's parts of it where it's just one lane on each side and the whole thing's two lanes and yeah. it's on top of a mountain and it's scary. It's insane. But point is, yeah. I think we're moving towards that because it's just efficient money-wise. Okay.
0: I hope you're right. I hope so, too. Because I want to move out here, and they're telling me there's going to be no water left, and yeah. you'll just sit in a car the whole time. That's what I'm
1: saying. Like we're, we're like so dangerously close to a drought. Yeah, We've been close to a drought, and then it rained, so it kind of everyone, put the drought a little further away. Did everyone dance away. naked outside? Yeah. Like, nah, they should have. It would have been the first shower some people have had in a long time. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Venice. But uh, I, I guess the thing is that what I'm trying to say is, yeah. ultimately... I I do like a lot of technology that we have. Yeah. Um, I think that here's what my utopia is. I, I, I see it as a world like we have now, except with just more tolerance. Yeah. Or I, I you know, I used to have a joke that was uh, about interracial dating where I you know, about like one day we're all gonna be mixed. We're all gonna be mocha frap, no whip. <laughs> yeah. And we're just there's not gonna be racism because there won't be race. Right. Technically I don't believe that there is race right now, but there is. There is race. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a fake it's a fake construct. But people believe in it very hard, so we all have to deal with it.
0: Do you think it's mostly just angry people finding a way to project their anger towards something? Definitely. Like it has nothing to do with anything except for them not Looking inwards towards themselves?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're one of the few countries in the world that was put here. You know what I mean? Like the people of the natives of this land didn't uh, be like, we should be a country. Yeah, Uh, People from a different country across the Atlantic Ocean were like, this is now our country. And then people in Europe thought about what the borders of this other land was going to be while they ki- whilst they killed everyone here, yeah, so it's like this country is sort of built on top of uh domination yeah the the relationship of up and down you know dominant and submissive has always been at the heart of everything that happens in this country, so it's a hard It's a hard thing to live inside of when you actually just are a good person. (laughs) When you're just trying to like live your life and be okay, there's too many people that, there's too many people that just hate me because I exist. Hate you? Yeah, because I'm a black person. They don't know me. Yeah. But they hate that I'm here. They just hate, you know, there's just the assumption about who
0: I'm going to be. But is their mental state some sort of like, survival of the fittest or something and they think they're the fittest and Yes. They it, and it's Because you're talking about the domination and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, where it just kind of like pimps up Hoes down. So <laughs> it's
1: like black people are supposedly the hoes of this country. Yeah. And that's just what sort they of like, wait, 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 you're not allowed to and it's just like look.
0: Oh, you're saying it's a- like an unspoken assumed thing from different types of oh, people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Ugh. It's but that's that's what and I'm not saying that there's a solution to that. There's no solution. That actually is a big thing is that it can't be solved. Yeah. It can just be uh, managed. Yeah. It's like emotional problems. That's a therapist true. doesn't fix you. They just kind of help you figure out a way to get through the week <laughs> until the next time you see them. Uh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? But it's because you. the damage has already been done. Yeah. And you're always going to be living with that damage and being like, oh, wait, that's my damage. I don't have to. But you have to be aware of the damage to make a different choice. Yeah. And there are too many people that um, are really too aware of the damage and only focus on the damage. That's
0: what I mean about the angry people. And
1: then there are too many people who deny that there's any
0: damage at all. That's what I'm talking about. The angry person is the person. I feel I always I've brought this up before, but I thought it would be interesting if schools started an early curriculum at an early age, for students that made them accept the good and the bad within themselves, hmm. and then, then they don't have that weird projection against other people on the outside for being different in however ways anybody's different from someone. Well, do you see what I mean? And yeah, then, because they would understand that they're probably just projecting <laughs> something they don't like about themselves outwards, and that's at some scapegoat. It's you know what I mean? You
1: say that because, ironically, I think that the school system just by virtue of how it's designed, teaches the opposite of that. Yeah. It teaches that there are those of us who can get good grades and those of us who can't. Right. And there's a a one-size-fits-all mentality to how schools are run. So anyone who doesn't fit that size is made to feel that they are less than for the entirety that they're in school. And then after they're out of school, they're just like, oh, I I couldn't get good grades, therefore I'm in this lot in life. Hey, you're talking to two
0: comedians Talking to two
1: comedians. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like it, it's 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 bullshit, as they say, with the C. But yeah, education is a big thing that I'm I'm realizing is more and more and more and more and more important to me personally. Yeah, because it's where everything begins.
0: But I think I mean you know I don't ever come on this podcast and talk about my own utopia. Mm-hmm. But that is something I think about because you know uh, e- you know e- equality and just humanitarian. I, is mean a lot to me, so I feel like maybe it's easy for me to say because I'm a white person from Canada, but I feel like hatred would diminish uh, towards other people if it was if people accepted how they they are hate themselves hate mm-hmm. things about themselves. Yes, definitely. Cuz that's where it comes from, man. You know? But when you have Like when you're in a traffic jam, you hate the cars, but there's a bigger symptom than just the damn cars. But the thing you know? is that
1: this is a culture that feeds narcissism. Yeah. So people Yeah. don't look they just go it's
0: everyone else Do but me. You mean me. like a capitalist culture basically? Yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, we, we, capitalism basically is, is, b- capitalism is based on us mm-hmm. being narcissistic. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, addicts. Yeah.
0: We're narcissistic addicts. So, so do you think that people, like, um, attribute, um, like disparaging traits to certain people just as, like, a, a scapegoat? Hook? Yeah. For them to, like, uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's how.
1: That's how freaking Nazi Germany happened. You know. it's just kind right, of right. like, I've got someone to blame. You guys want to know who it is? Yeah. Tell us. It's the Jews. Oh, Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay.
1: I didn't know that. All right. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Nice stash. Nice stash. You look, yeah. like, you look like Charlie Chaplin, and I trust him.
0: <laughs> Supposedly, that's why he had that mustache. Holy shit! Finally, it comes out. No one's ever put that together. They just made jokes about it. Oh, supposedly. That's but it was why a likable he, thing.
1: Yeah, he was like trying to identify with people and cha- Chaplin was the most popular person in the world. Yeah. And people were like, oh, he looks like Chaplin a little bit. And people, But guess what? Charlie Chaplin, Jew, so yeah. already backwards.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: Anyways. Um, so
0: in your utopia, Harmony... In my the, utopia everyone's chinos Everyone's mocha
1: no um <laughs> people could be whatever they want to be you know um yeah. i think that you should have a uh definitely a button that can change your race per day That'd be sweet. I think everyone should wake up as a different race every single a different race every single day and a different gender every month Yeah <laughs> That would be weird
0: The weirdest thing that i feel like as can i say one more thing about race Yeah go ahead cuz this is interesting um you brought it up and uh I don't talk about it that often because I'm like a white guy from Canada. Yeah, but you know what? You should be talking about race. Well, I don't. White people don't talk about I race. I will enough. next time I go into Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, did you, you know hear about
1: that? No. What, what happened with Starbucks? There was an
0: incentive to, to, for Starbucks right. employees to talk race about together. race relations. Yeah, race together, right? Yeah. Right.
1: I have heard about that.
0: But sometimes I like, okay, I, t- I talked about this with a friend before, but sometimes I will think like um, a broad scope, like when I see articles online about like um, racism towards black people or racism or a prejudice towards gay people or something, I'll get this instant sort of like uh, hurt in my chest. And I thought like, I love black people or I love gay people. I wish I could hug them. And then I realized this last year with Ferguson and everything was the year where I was like, Oh no, wait, even that thought is a fucking shitty thought. Because then I'm, mm. you, you see what I mean? Not, 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 not the kindness aspect of it, but the, the part that's like, oh, I wish I could hug them. It almost makes it like. Like you're infantilizing. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Or something. Like, I don't know. It's like. But. I, I don't know how to summarize Chris, that. Chris. My brain is messy. But that
1: in itself is a
0: very <laughs> important revelation. But Ferguson and all that taught me that now. It's like, oh, I can't just. Um, Lump people together.
1: Yeah. Even true. in a positive way. Even in a positive way. It's still yeah. lumping. Yeah,
0: but the thing is that,
1: yeah, I mean, and, that's and why I it's say also no like, okay, this is my
0: thought. Yeah, as I'm really bad at my brain gets a little fast, or sometimes no problem. But but it's like, oh no, I lost it. <laughs> it's it's almost like in, insinuating that they would benefit a hug from me. Mm-hmm. That's the bad thing. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm a well-adjusted, like white person.
1: Yes, see if what I, I'm saying? So you're thinking, if only I could save them.
0: Yeah, kind in some of some sort of like with way. my hug power. That's that's interesting. See? Yeah, that's I interesting thought so too because because I've always yeah. never th- thought um that I had these problems at all and and you know all the stuff with uh, Ferguson and beyond uh in New York and everything was hurting my heart so bad. But then I was reading all these articles about it and uh and then I realized Oh, I can't just put goodwill out there. It's beyond that. It's not even about me and how my heart feels. Mm-hmm. It's just real people. Yeah, but like, the, but the, the you know. but you feel. Yeah, and that's good. Well, sure. That's yeah. always good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it is. It's 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 heartbreaking. Is <laughs> the only way. It's like it's heartbreaking to see what's happening. It's like, wait a minute. How is this still happen? Like it's like when when uh when michael brown was shot my first instinct was yeah that's what happens it wasn't even like i was mad it was i am so used to this that yeah. it just feels like it's the norm and that's when i started to become really angry because i realized that i ex- i was i was accepting this as norm as yeah. the normal and then i realized wait a minute this can't be normal yeah this isn't normal this is it's it's insane that i think that I accept this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, like it made me kind of to because then I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna get killed one day. That's what that's essentially what I was thinking. Is yeah. that we get killed? That's what happens, and then I and that everybody just goes, yeah, that's what happens, and uh, you know he was no angel, and people have, they throw out those freaking, you know, reductive justifications of you know or 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 you know damning of Michael Brown's character, etc. etcetera, etc. Cetera, et cetera. But it's like I realize, oh, this can't stand, and that's what everyone is saying, and that's what everyone is doing. It's what the protests means. It's like this is we've we've lit like, and so often in the last couple of years, it seems like it happens every freaking week, yeah, in a sort of weird way. But um, well, it's the internet is like saving us in that regard. Hopefully, I mean, it's making people very aware. It's making people. Talk about it. Do I think that the talking is always constructive? No, but that in itself is constructive because people have to be honest about their anger to even understand that it exists and to try to attempt to uh, adjust themselves or do something differently. And you notice how I I don't say the word solve yeah, because solve is a very empty... How do we fix this problem? There's no one... Thing because if there was one way to fix this problem, it would have been done. Right, it would have been done, but there isn't. There's always it's a freaking you know leaky vessel, and every time and now we have to kind of put something to not sink. So that's the thing is that like we're so concerned with not sinking in every moment that we haven't really been able to just think about what the destination
0: even is yeah we're trying to stay afloat well when you're one single person with the weight of the world on your shoulders too definitely the idea of solving something is just overwhelming that you can't focus on it yeah you're just like well i'll just uh watch better call saul and have a beer and go up to bed you know but, what i mean, you know, I
1: mean and, it, and that's the thing it's like
0: because even like with that, what happens ac- overseas with like Syria and places like and, and you know just um, a- like Afghanistan and yeah. all these places, Libya, it Egypt doesn't even make sense to us anymore. Right? It's abstract now. Like deaths, like he- deaths become abstract to a degree, which is sad. And you're still affected by it. You still care, but it doesn't even make sense anymore. Well, you know, you know? there's
1: a book I read once called uh, Mediated, which was about. Not the media per se as much as we are beings who uh, live in the world where everything around us is designed to affect us. So it's like, I mean, roads have been carved out for us to get from one place to another. Homes, you know, the airways. Like It's just like everything that we're doing every single day is something that was made to directly affect us. And it's very rare that we're outside of something that isn't all about us. In some way, so it's very hard to kind of think about things in that way, where it's just like, well, how do I? Because
0: it's so far away. And we used to not, for to a degree, we used to only think about our, like maybe our farm and our village or whatever, our work in our village. Well, and that take, that takes us back to agriculture, in a way. and so do you? Th- yeah, so that's why I was, people usually say they want to return to that, but then. Well, look, agriculture. But we can only romanticize that now with our global knowledge that yeah, we Yeah, somebody,
1: somebody once said that yeah.
0: agriculture, that man feared nature
1: and then sought to control it. And that's what agriculture is. Yeah. Nature is nature. Things grow. Like there's, a, there's yeah. a natural ecosystem, it doesn't need us to put it all in one place and water it. Yeah. You know, and actually, us putting everything in one place and watering it is what's made us run out of water like it's just kind of like oh we put everything in one place this is oh we can't leave yeah so but at the same time it's a, it, you know it's a different thing so it, that's why i'm saying it's hard to be like it should all be that bro yeah but yeah. agriculture also was was how uh property started you know yeah. so it's just kind of like it used to be that you traded for things you know and there was no rich or poor it was just the tribe and everyone had what everyone had Then it became, well, these people are growing the food, so now they have all the food. Yeah. So then it's like, well now I have to what how do I get the food from you? Well, you have to do that. Now you work for me. You know, now now you're poor and I'm rich. What's that? I don't know, but I like it. And you're not marrying my daughter anymore, I know that much. (laughs) So it's like (laughs) until you get your own farm, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So B- cut to today cut to today <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. that's my impersonation of today whoop,
0: whoop, 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 whoop.
1: i don't even know what that sound is <laughs> it's just a uh, sound of confusion of yeah, someone yeah. Being like how did i how am i supposed to make it i um so okay so utopia
0: well okay we talked about a million topics We did, and there's no real focus um that's okay but are you having fun expressing yourself yeah definitely and we're ruminating on these we're, topics. We're so
1: ruminating. So then let's try. And we're go- also ruminating as <laughs> of poetry. No, it doesn't matter. Oh right. Go ahead. What you were saying? He's a
0: good guy. <laughs> oh wait. Do you mean Rumi? Yeah, Rumi. Yeah. Hi. How's it going, Rumi?
1: Um. Anyway, I don't mean R double O M I E. Person who you pay rent with. Very different. Oh roomy. my
0: God. <laughs> Your cleverness blew my brain. It was hilarious. What were you (laughs) going to say, Chris? Also, the sun has fried my brain today. But, yeah. Rumi, um, great poet. Um, Maybe your roommate is a great poet, but we're talking about R-U-M-I. And we're ruminating. This is so ridiculous. I just want you to be happy, and I want you to find... (laughs) I want you to find... Okay. So, you've got all these topics out of your system... Uh, if you could close your eyes for me, please, Mm -hmm. and just simplify, you don't even have to, you don't even have to base it on this world and the problems that we're coming to a peak to at this time. If all of it, say all of it imploded, Mm -hmm. and then we've got sort of like a mad, post Mad Max even. Right. Okay. I've never done this before, but post Mad Max, post, post apocalypse. Now it's like a... a smaller population, nature is mostly taken over again. What do you think that world would be like? Like, how would your would you like life that way?
1: Um, if it's like the NBC television show Revolution, no.
0: But <laughs> shit, I've never seen that.
1: Oh, it's essentially about that. Like the the electricity stops yeah. for no discernible reason. Yeah, and then the connectivity of the world is gone, and people kind of tribalize in the little communities, and yeah, and people go back to using swords and like I mean, there's
0: no electricity, like but it's not, a, cars it's just a don't ba- work. That's kind of a cool idea, but yeah. it's a bad show. No, it
1: was a it was a pretty interesting show actually. Oh. I liked it a lot. Just like, um, like
0: everyone like violent or something. Yeah,
1: it was just it was just very network show. You know, yeah, so it, yeah. it's like they couldn't get too deep yeah, in the yeah,
0: implications yeah. of that, but it was still interesting. Uh, But I like the idea of post, post, post. So now it's like we're like part of a generation that doesn't even remember this. We hear hints of it like whispers on the wind of what the world used to be like. I would like to
1: think like, you know, the word sustainability uh, is a a big word these days.
0: But But do you think that we'll get to a point where the nature takes back the planet? Yeah. Like as if we are a virus and then it sweeps us off? But here's the thing is that you're
1: thinking about it like it's us, like there's a we're at odds with nature but we are nature i'm saying that we can coexist with it it's not going to be us or
0: nature like it like we're in a fight i think some of us can coexist with it
1: yeah some of us can (laughs) yeah and some of us will have to learn to you know if there's one person it's like i don't like this but then 50 people are like we'll get used to it then they will get used to it yeah they'll figure out a way to you know uh to stop being petty, <laughs> hopefully. So you don't think
0: the "I don't like this person" should be jettisoned off the planet?
1: No, no, because I think that a lot of people who don't like things just uh, have been uh, beaten down. You know, everything's a response to something that you someone mean they did to you. Haven't
0: been shown how they can like it?
1: Yes, or well, they were made. View. They were made to feel like shit about something that they've transferred into something that's completely different. You know, and not even doesn't it just. If you are made to feel shitty then you know you're very sensitive to feeling shitty even if it's unrelated to the original reason you made to feel just that feeling is so bad you know it's like it's like when you're a kid and you go to the dentist for the first time and they put a needle in your arm and they say it'll be a small prick and you're like oh yeah sure but then after a while you love it and you keep going back <laughs> no 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 just like that, more needles <laughs> i just mean that you get that it hurts the first time, yeah. and you go, what a lying asshole. Yeah, yeah. And then every time you go back, you're, you're like, this is always going to hurt. And then I, I remember I, a couple of years ago, I had to get my uh, wisdom teeth But that's teeth kind out.
0: of you to think that about the one negative person. You're still, well, including, the, you're the, still
1: including everybody in right. what I'm saying. I mean the needle stayed the same, yeah, yeah. and I grew. Right, so it no longer hurt because I'm like, "Oh, I was holding on to baggage, yeah, yeah. that's why I'm always like, oh, needles, it's scary, and it hurts, but it doesn't hurt anymore i'm like oh right i'm a I'm an adult, yeah, I forgot, I
0: forgot that's what happens so I'm saying so that in like, your utopian world' we'll, we will be part of a generation that uh i uh, easily identifies baggage and dispenses with it.
1: We're so obsessed with the idea that we're like a negative. You know, warring culture Now we are, yeah Yeah, because we are a negative warring culture So when we look at our nature, that's what we're looking for And when we look at our cousins and the animal kingdom We're looking for them to be like us And then when they are, we're like, see? Chimps What I tell (laughs) you, bro? We're like chimps Just freaking, just fucking punching and fucking, bro Just like us, bro Yeah, look at that chimp He's got Doritos Damn, son Just like me
0: but that's wicked. That's you know, a really good analogy. But the
1: thing is that like with every, again, like I said, opposites with every negative emotion, there's a positive uh, version of it. Yeah. Like when people say like, but it's, it's natural for people to be angry. It's natural for people to murder. It's natural for people to be jealous, but it's also natural for people to uh, be happy. It's yeah. also natural for people to uh, Make music. look out for their fellow man as opposed to murder them. Is to help someone up That's natural That's a natural instinct as well Yeah And it's also natural to uh, hug somebody You know All those things are All of those
0: positive things Are as natural as the negative things Isn't it weird though When someone on Facebook shows Like they'll share a video Of like a monkey hugging another sad monkey But then people get a cynical Knee-jerk reaction like Fuck you well it's so like look if you, you, know what feed, I mean? you if you like,
1: feed negativity the negativity will overtake you. Yeah. It's a demon my friend. Yeah. And it's inside you and every time we feed it it just takes us over more and more. Yeah. We need so you want exercise. to be the guy that
0: sees the monkey video and you go, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh I never watch any of those monkey videos to be honest. <laughs> Because it's always monkeys doing shitty things It's like, look at this monkey jacking off and throwing his poop at another monkey or, you The know. one
0: pissing in his mouth is still classic
1: I never saw it It's so good I've heard, I saw the title and I was like, I don't need to see what is happening <laughs> to understand what this video is about
0: Well, I think this was uh, a different episode because, Baron, you're a different um, person You're really cool You didn't even think- talk about
1: relationships, man do you want to? No, it's a whole different subject. We can
0: do another 510. Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I want everyone to be like, what a cliffhanger. Yeah, I would have you back on. You uh, you got a lot of ideas, and I, I had a lot of fun listening. Um, you're a kind person. Why, well, thank you, Chris, as you are as did, we... Didn't you notice that, though? I wanted to talk to you before <laughs> we... <laughs> did you notice that you are kind? Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk because uh, we didn't do it in the beginning because we got... Um, Sidetracked? But this whole thing's been a fun version of getting sidetracked, don't you think? No, oh, yeah, definitely.
1: But like this your This podcast was a utopia.
0: Yeah. There you go. We're not going to we're going to be so depressed after it's done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm already down. I'm toast. But like your um stand up, if I could just say before cuz I will, you know, even met, like Canadians listen to this a lot more than Americans, so you're still Going up up there, meeting people, right? Very, yeah. But very few, not as much as I'd like. You should. It's fun. But yeah, your stand-up is really uh, smart, like well-written. But you're also a big performer because you mentioned theater school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how you use that in your performance. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. It's it's so exhausting. (laughs) Yeah, because when you write your bits, you write physical beats to your bits, don't you?
1: Yeah, because I really always imagine each bit as like... Um, I imagine the world, you know. I imagine the script or the movie that I'm inside of when I do the bits. Yeah. So, so it always takes it. There's acting and there's dialogue and there's a plot, and twists and and stuff like that. So sometimes I think it makes me inaccessible. Yeah. And you know, I, I I have my own notes for myself. You know, inaccessible. You mean to a
0: broad audience or something? Yeah, to to more people because it's like. But you've done a bunch of late night shows and I have. They, but it's they're like, successful.
1: I'm not, you know, it's just like. People say, people always ask, you know, and you've gotten this question, of course. It's, it's, I think it's the most obnoxious possible question that you can ask a comedian is, uh, what do you write jokes about? Or like, what, what, what do you, what do, you do comedy about? Yeah, yeah. Where it's just kind of like, I always want to ask, well, what do you live your life about? Yeah, yeah. Because it's just as broad a topic. Because comedy is a, it's a translation of everything that has ever happened to us and
0: we don't know. Yeah. what we're talking about that's the point. The worst is when you start trying to like describe your own comedy and then you watch them drift away. Yeah. And you're like, "Well, oh, you did this to me."
1: Oh, I yeah, yeah. I just try to be like I talk about I'll say I'll talk I talk about normal stuff. I say I'll talk about race, I talk about relationships, I talk about yeah. cats, whatever I'm interested in. You talk about race in a
0: cool way. I tried to. I it's ca- really innovative. And well, and, uh, it's because I've. It's so many people angle. have
1: talked about it that it's like, well, if I'm going to talk about it, I have to come up with
0: perspectives that I haven't seen on stage or I haven't seen people talk about. Well, you'll do a somewhat physical presentation of like a, a cartoony idea that started in a real place. And then after the people are laughing, they realize, oh, there was a good racial hook. Like in that bit okay. Do you see what I'm saying Yeah okay I don't know I got that from some of your bits <laughs> I don't want to like Maybe I'm wrong But, well, but that's that, I try to get people like Here's a subject you like can you're relate to Like you're not ranting You know I mean You're not a ranting comic Oh like, I appreciate that Yeah
1: Yeah I try to make some points But I also try You know I don't want to be too preachy Yeah That's
0: the whole I'm not a preacher I'm a comic Well I think That's what I'm saying The whole package is good Because it's funny It starts from a real place Personal place you present it like uh, really well, and then there's yeah. Anyways, there's oh, themes. Well, thanks, Chris. In there, uh, should we promote stuff before? Because I'll promote your Twitter, obviously. Yeah, promote my Twitter. What else is coming up?
1: Um, what else is coming up? Well, I have a, I have two podcasts. Other podcasts. One is with Leonard Malton, who's a. Uh, movie critic he used to be on a show entertainment tonight are
0: you f- freaking serious yeah I'm, i said the f word twice on here i've been thinking about it
1: i've been saying i've said it a couple times okay good are you fucking
0: serious man <laughs> are you serious you have a podcast with leonard malnett yeah. i didn't know that about movies are you a mu- movie freak i'm pretty pretty big movie guy Yeah, i think that you're the only guest i so far i've thought i should do another episode with you I'm 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 willing <laughs> I'm willing and able. Okay. The other
1: one is called Deep Shit. Next time I come back. What's is Deep Shit about? Deep Shit is kinda like this podcast that we had today. Oh really? Where I usually have a guest on who picks a big theme, like yeah. theme that they're thinking about okay. on their mind. And then we just kinda unpack it. Oh and that reveals God. it reveals so much about who they are and what they believe. And I feel
0: like I need that podcast. Probably, for I need my to,
1: soul. I haven't done it for a year because of my own personal uh, big shit. Well, because shit. I, it's 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 self produced, and it was like yeah. so much has happened that I couldn't get it together. Yeah. But I'm going to start putting it up again. Yeah.
0: Soon. Cool, that's really good. Deep shit. And what's the one with Leonard Malton called? Malton on movies with Baron Vaughn. Amazing, that's incredible. You're basically talking about movies with a legend. Yeah, who knows his shit.
1: Yeah, who knows? He knows like sh- even up to
0: date. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, wow. and it's also
1: because it's like being in a for me it's like being in a film class. Yeah, with Professor Malton who has watched almost everything and kind of knows what does and doesn't work and why. Right, and it's. I like having intelligent conversations about when movies aren't good. Right. Because saying like, well, that sucked is is one sentence that dismisses why it sucked. Right. And sometimes you can learn a lot by, well, what didn't work? Why didn't it work? And I like to have intelligent conversations about when things are bad.
0: Yeah. Because a lot can be learned from that. Also, when a director just hits a movie out of the park and it's oh, like, yeah. really good – the more the conversation is usually just like yeah that was good yeah that was good well you, you know you know what i mean like
1: with with being in this industry i'm amazed that every movie isn't bad like it's it, there's so many times and places yeah. where things can go wrong so when a movie's good it's like yeah. how now it's even the more i know the more i'm mystified yeah by how much can go wrong and i'm like how did they make that In this world Yeah They made
0: that With all the crew All the people involved With everyone involved And it came together Wow Okay so those podcasts are uh, They're out there I'm excited to check them out And uh, any stand up stuff You're gonna try and come This is actually gonna come out A few weeks from now Yeah Well I do wanna come You
1: know I don't know I don't have any Canadian dates On the books Um, But come back to Comedy Bar Let me know Yeah I definitely wanna come back To Comedy Bar And I definitely wanna go To uh, the um, um, comedy mix In Vancouver I've done the Laugh Shop yeah. in Calgary a couple times as well.
0: I've never done that. I've done it's Mix. Interesting. Mix is really cool. Mix is great. Yeah. 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 Comedy Bar is my home. I live a 15-minute walk from there. Oh, really? Yeah. Four four shows a night, every night of the week, always packed. It's changed Toronto comedy scene completely. That's fantastic. It's amazing. They get good guys in from out of town, and uh, local shows there are always hot. It's really, yeah. It, All it, right. It, yeah, I'd love to comedy see you back. Bar. Okay. Well, did you have a lot of fun? I did. We talked a lot. We talked you relaxed <laughs> i'm I'm relaxed. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Chris. All right, peace. <laughs> okay, there you have it. That was Baron Vaughn, and like I said in the podcast, I really do think we have to do two episodes with him because um, even after the podcast, we kept talking more about these ideas. The guy has ideas, he's smart. He's funny. Uh, I want to talk more with him. So maybe next time I'm in uh, Los Angeles or next time Baron's in Toronto, like he was hinting at, I definitely think he should come back to the comedy bar. Um, we'll do part two, Baron Vaughn, more Utopia Talk, because it was so much fun. So, Baron, thanks so much again for coming on. And you guys keep an eye out for him. Um, you know, he's always touring as a stand up, and his stuff's online from, from his late night shows. And follow him at bar von black uh on twitter it's baron von at bar von black b-a-r-v-o-n-b-l-a-q which you'll be able to see on the website anyways follow us at utopia to me of course tweet about us like okay you know i'm chris Locke. i got some nice followers on twitter thank you very much that's very nice but i put so much work into this utopia i think uh to me podcast and i think it's so good but we don't. Have, but it's new. We don't have a lot of followers yet. So keep telling people. Keep passing around. And if you're the type of person that's like, I don't like being told what to do then fine there's nothing i can do about that because i agree with you i know i get it i'm like that too but follow at utopia to me and tell people about it pass it on spread these around because they're really fun convos, really fun episodes and follow me at chris lock fun learn more about me my stand up my travels and, and my cats and my food and all of that stuff and you guys are cool dudes and uh enjoy the breeze do whatever you want just be careful out there Put uh, snow tires on your motorbike when you're going through the Alps. And, you know, I don't know, write me a letter. The the person who thinks they're the farthest away from where I do this podcast, which usually is out of Toronto right now, write me a letter and say, Hey, I'm a fan, and this is how far away I live. And then tell me where you live. That'd be so sweet, man. No one writes letters anymore. Okay? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I just gave someone out there a mission. Let's see if it happens. Thanks guys. You guys are the best. Keep listening to Utopia to me and I, we you will hear us again very soon. Bye. I'm